0: Hello and welcome to the First day Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And, folks, we are back with another 2023 NFL draft prospect interview. And we're joined by probably one of the biggest wide receivers I've seen size wise in a long time. I'm joined today yeah. by Joshua Okechiku. Joshua, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, man. I'm super happy to have you on. Looking forward to getting into your story and, you know, letting the people know what you're going to bring to the next level, man. So I want to start with, you know, your early years. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up. You know, just give the people some insight as to where you come from.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure people hear my last name. I come from a Nigerian descent. Both my parents are from uh, Icona, O'Hofia, obviously Nigeria. But we were born and raised – uh in Washington, D.C., born and raised in Washington, D.C. So I, I'm originally from Nigeria, but I was born and raised in Washington, D.C.
0: You know, it's crazy. You are, I believe, the fifth or sixth Nigerian prospect we've had on this year. And
1: I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to cut you off. I'm telling you right now, Nigerians are up and coming. I'm telling you. We, 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 we legit can do it all from the classroom, from businesses, sports, anything you put us and we put our head down, we're going to do it. So any prospect out there that's Nigerian, I'm rooting for you too.
0: You know, and you you touched on one thing about Nigerian prospects and just Nigerian families in general, and that is the classroom. Every guy I've talked to from Nigeria mm-hmm. or with Nigerian descent has told me the classroom was where it all started. Like, if I didn't have for good sure. grades, I wasn't allowed to play. Is that the case for you? For sure.
1: Of course. Like, I literally, of course, like, one thing about my dad, like, he, like I said, he supports us 100%, percent 10%. He knows we work hard. He pushes us to work hard. But at the same time, The same way you put working hard in that field and the sport, you better work hard in that classroom because there's no excuse why you can have all this effort for this. And even though it's a passion, like sometimes you got to do what you – got to do what you don't want to do to do what you want to do. So he always preaches that. You know what I'm saying? I legit just graduated on Friday
0: with my major in
1: cybersecurity. So, yeah.
0: You know, I'm always fascinated by how guys come to the game of football. So how, how did you first experience the game of football and when did you really fall in love with it? honestly it's crazy
1: though it's crazy so i remember like um just growing up like you know inner city being with dc like you know what i'm saying, playing with the older kids at recess in elementary school like i was always a kid where you know I, of course i play with my friends but it sometimes like it caught my eye when the eighth graders were playing and they were their games were more aggressive people were more watching I'm not gonna lie to you the girls were more watching them too so it was just more so i won't always have my eyes wandering over there so it was one day you know, I, I was just standing. I used to always stand there. Every recess just stand and watch every time. And that's when one day, one, one boy was like, oh, you trying to play? I was like, yeah, I'm trying to play. So it's like, I guess they assumed that I was just going to be like this little kid just playing. But it was a situation where, like, I remember, like, uh, they had threw me a ball. And I actually made, like, a big play at recess. And everybody was like, sites. And everybody was like, applauding. Da, 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 da. So that's when they knew, like, oh, this boy, oh, he could play, da, 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 da. So it, it built up off a recess thing, just being at recess, playing with the older kids. And then it wasn't until... Uh, I, I, I think I was seven or eight. I was watching Ohio State versus Michigan, and I didn't back then. I, I'm a kid. I don't really know the rival. I don't know how big this. Car. I was really just watching football, and I remember that game was crazy. I remember like we just said, that game was crazy. That's when I knew like this built up passion. Was like oh yeah, I got to play. I was like oh yeah, I got to play football. And as time was going on, I think it was like November. So like of course, league was already playing. So I was like, I was telling my dad like that. Like, this summer, I got to play. Like, like this summer. And, of course, as a kid, like, hey, I hear you. I hear you. And it wasn't until, like, it was April, May, when we were signing from the Youth Recreation League. I was like, Dad, I'm trying to play. I'm, I'm really, I I'm really want to play. And I was, like, 7, 8. And he was just like, hey, don't worry, we'll do it. And it wasn't, I'm going to lie to you. It was one day, I just I did a bold, risky thing as a kid. Like, so we lived, like, 10 minutes walking distance from my house to the recreational center. And all my friends from my school at the time played at that recreational center. So, you know, so like when they would be at school, they're talking about, oh, we have football practice today. I felt sad, like not being a part of that conversation. So I remember on a Saturday morning, I remember like yesterday, I walked to the recreational center by myself, snuck out the house, walked, and then legit signed my name up, walked right back. By the time I came back, it was police officers there. Where's my son? And that's when they were like, where'd you go? And I was saying like, oh, yeah, I went to the rec to go sign my name for football. That's when my dad was like, oh, you did that? And that's when, like, that's when he like, you think? I was like, yeah. He was like, what? Like, he was just, like, shocked. Like, And I was fine. I was good. Then that's when the, the next day he took me back down there and we signed me up, like, officially. And that's when we started playing. Then my my brother that's at Syracuse now, he was, like, two and a half years under me. He just joined, too. And we started playing football ever since.
0: You know, I, I've had a lot of guys tell me some crazy stories on how they got to football. I have never had someone sneak out of their <laughs> house to sign up. So
1: No, I legit did. Legit did. But True they, story.
0: Anybody who's questioned dedication, I mean, you had the cops called on you as a little kid. Yeah, I know. Like, like, my like my dad and my mom was so
1: terrified. Like, where's John? Oh, my God. What happened? And that's when I just to come back home and, like, they were just like, I was like, hey, what's up? They was just like, what? Where were you coming from? And then they were just so, like, shocked and all. Even the police officer was looking at me like, oh, yeah, you might have to sign that boy up to football. Like, it was like, a, like everybody just stopped and was like, what? And that's when it was just like an elf in the room like, yeah, he got to play football. Like, he just got to.
0: So you, you get you get on the field, you get to high school, and you know I've I've had a lot of guys from the DMV area tell me about high school football in the DMV. I mean, so, yeah. what was your experience like playing high school football there?
1: I, I tell people all the time, DMV part DMV probably has the best balance of sports. Meaning, you know how some states is like more so a football state, more so a basketball state. I can tell you right now, DMV is a state where. City State, that we have both. We got a lot of people in the NBA, got a lot of people go D1 for basketball out of DC. But then, but, the, but like the football, you have a quiet people that go like far D1 and um, play football. But as of lately now, like when I look back at high school recruiting and stuff like that, now football has taken over a little bit more in the DMV just because, you know, it's just the recruitment's getting better and then people are doing like people are just playing better and stuff like that. So yeah, like DMV, it, it's, it's lit. Like it, it was a situation where it's like, you may be in ninth grade, but it's like there's ninth graders trying to play varsity. Like, they don't care. We have this We have this DC or nothing attitude, this DMV or nothing attitude, so we don't care about because you're a senior playing football. It's a situation where it's like there were kids, ninth, I remember I'm on JV ninth grade year. There were kids, like, mad, bitter, they don't on the JV. And I'm over here like, bro, just to wait your time. We're in ninth grade. Like, they're like, bro, no, I'm trying to play varsity. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and it's like when I was seeing that, I was like, oh, Oh, for real. So it's like when you're in it, you just adapt to it, adapt to it, adapt to it. So now by my 10th grade year when I'm playing JV, the first half, I'm over here like, I don't want to play JV no more. I'm trying to play varsity. Like everybody's trying to go over there and it was just big. It's just, it's just very competitive in a good way. It's very, very, very competitive in a good way. And, and the one thing about the DMV I like about too, the least expected will be the most talented. I'm talking about it could be a kid that probably, I'm not going to lie to you, he could probably skip school. And, and just be fooling around in class. But I promise you, he can give you 300 yards on the field any night. I'm telling you, like, so, yeah, DMV, DMV sports from basketball to football to soccer to baseball, like, we, like, we have a great balance. We have dogs everywhere. It's just a situation of, you know, inner city. A lot of people get took out and then just they, they let the streets take them or RIP to one of that pass. But it's just a situation where, like, yeah, DMV has the best balance, I believe, has the best balance of just sports, period.
0: You know, and coming from there, you know, the recruiting process, it's always interesting to me what guys go through. So can you tell us a little bit about what was your college recruiting process like initially coming out of high school?
1: I'm going to be honest with you. It, it, it's two ways. Now that I'm older, I can could, I could be more accountable. So all my life, I've always been counted out. Mind you, I was, I was the player where it was like, okay, we, like, we're not pressed to start, Josh. But we need Josh in the game. You know what I'm saying? It was every situation. It was always a situation like that. I wasn't. I'm be honest. I was never the fan favorite. I was never. I was never the kid that. I was, oh I oh God, Josh playing like it was a situation where. Oh, Josh is good. So he's gonna start some game. He just like start. I wasn't. I wasn't probably an official starter until my senior year of high school, and then um. So my college recruiting was kind of slim. But honestly, the reason why I was kind of slim, it wasn't that good because accountable wise, just being accountable, me being older now, my grades weren't up to par like I said, the inner city in me was just caught up in the situation of, you know, having fun. And because and, of my friend group, we were all different sports. Some people play baseball, two of them play basketball. I played both basketball and football, but I was the main football guy in the group. So we were all just like honestly just having fun and just enjoying like those years of high school. I I, I promise you, I, I will go back and do that again and do it differently, but I enjoy high school was just very, very fun. So I got caught, I got caught up too much in that and my grades weren't, weren't the part. So where, a D1 school, they want to come recruit me. They like me, they potential in me, but when they saw the transcript, they just left. Like, yeah, it was a situation like that. So I ended up my call recruitment was 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 could have been could have been good, but it was it was slim. And I ended up signing to um Shepherd University out of out of high school just because you know my dad wanted me to go to university. I didn't want to be left out, not going to university. But I went to Shepherd University out of high school and I registered there my first year. So
0: yeah. what's the What's that process? I've had a lot of guys tell me about being redshirted. And some guys are like, Man, I was shocked. And other guys were like, Yeah, I saw it coming. When you found out you were being redshirted, what did you expect it? And how did you know how did that red shirt year go for you?
1: Um, they I mean, my coach, Coach Fauneroy, um, at Shepard, he recruited me. He he already told me though. Like he already told me. He was saying he was saying because I honestly though, Shepard was recruiting me for a defensive position. I'm not gonna lie to you. They like I can honestly say Shepard was the one that was like, yo, like, your your physique and, and, and size right now as an 18-year-old, like, like, when you get older, like, you can come play defense, like, da-da-da, but me, I'm like, nah, I'm trying to play offense, like, that's where I naturally, my heart is, so they were, it was a situation I was registered because they didn't know where they want to put me, so they had me on the defensive side of the ball for a little bit, but I'm telling you, I, I, I was, I was, I was, I was not having, I was not having a great time. And then that's when I until they switched me back to receiver and that's when I was just a receiver. So they, I mean, coach one kind of pretty much told me what position I was going to play. Um, and then when they allowed me to play receiver, that had that switch, then I was just good playing receiver.
0: You, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, in the beginning, you are from Fort Hay State. That's where you got the degrees from. So mm-hmm. walk us through the process of you deciding to go ahead and move on from Shepherd and leave Shepherd. What, what was that decision like?
1: Crazy about it, it was, it's not even as, as smooth as you think it is. So I remember just being honest, I remember um, I kind of took my bad habits from high school to college. So it was a situation where, like, you know, I just wasn't fully locked in because I took my red shirt as a year. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm chilling. Like, like, I knew the system. It wasn't like I didn't do the system. It was a situation where I was just chilling. I was just like, man, listen, I'm a red shirt. I'm about to enjoy this restaurant, I'm going to go to practice, I'm going go to study hall, but it's like, whatever. But I was still bringing the bad habits. So I lied to you not, I saw on Twitter, this is when Twitter started to be a thing, a dude in high school that I used to really, like, abuse in football in high school was committed to Miami. He was a year after me, he was committed to Miami. And it kind of hit me like, yo, he's going to Miami? Like you know, and, and, I'm, and I was comparing myself to. Sheppard. Never mind with Shepherd. Shepherd, like they they just went to the the Final Four and, and just also the Shepard's a good household school. But I was just telling myself like, dang, bro, like I only came to Shepard because of my actions, and my grades. I imagine where I could have really been. And this is a kid I used to abuse. Like I'm talking about, like he just couldn't do nothing with me in high school. So he went to Miami. So I I, I I'll be honest, with you, I I took a leap of faith, and, and I look back and I was a man of faith from a kid, with, with not me even knowing it. Um. I, I legit like didn't re my scholarship for the next year, didn't apply for no housing, didn't apply for no classes because I knew something in me, like, like I personally think it was the Holy Spirit, but I think God was telling me like you're here. And, and the crazy thing about Shepard, we went to the national championship my first year. Like we went to the national championship versus Northwest Missouri State. I have the ring still in the house. We went 13 and one. We lost the national championship about 14. But and I feel like in that moment, God was showing me, like, listen, I'm gonna always be with you. But you kind of got to do your part to get the full potential of where you really want to go. So I, I, I felt that in my heart at a young age, at 18. And I took a leave of faith and I, I didn't reapply for the next year. And that's when, like, you know, my dad was good. I was happy that I was a college student. How was your first year? And I even told him on that ride, on our ride home. I was like, I was like Dad, we got to talk. And he was like, what's what's going on? I was like, we're going to talk when I get home. And I pretty much told And I was scared because I just know how my foreigners, all the foreigners would tell you, our parents are strict. So it's like, the idea of me making a, a, a adult decision at an eighteen year old, like without telling about it, it's like, boy, what are you doing? So we came home. I came home in May. and I told my dad. I was like, Dad, listen, I I got to do better for myself. And he was like, What? Like he was like what's going on? I said, Dad, shepherd, shepherd, shepherd. Nothing wrong with shepherd, but I know I can do better for myself. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying here that the D two is bad or I went to a good D two, so it's not like it's bad, but. I want to. I want to. I want to try to see where I can really go if I really. I, I just want to try. You only like me. You only live once. I want to just try and see. So, um, like I said, I had bad habits with my. With grade. My grades weren't the best, so I couldn't just transfer right away. There was no transfer portal back then, so it was a situation where it was like, okay. So I wanted to redirect myself, and I told my dad. And of course, my dad was disappointed. But I think he. I think even him when hearing me hearing him like hearing me say like, oh, I want better for myself. I think that's what got him. So I think, so I legit went to a community college, like for the next year and a half. I was, I was, I wasn't in in the four year because I wanted to get my grades back on track. So what I did was I went to a community college and then then there was some personal thing that happened because I lost my mother to breast cancer too. So when I came home, it was a situation where I was like, oh, you know what? I just lost my mom. I'm sorry, I'm cursing, but I lost my mom. It hurts. Um, I, like i can't i can't keep fumbling like this i just, I just can't so what i did was okay now that football away from me right now let me let me get these habits of, of good grades good grades and I, and i challenged myself and i got my first 3.0 that was like the best one of my life my first semester in college then i was like, okay 3.0 let me just try to get better you know the second semester I got a 3.5 and i was like oh this school thing kind of easy it's not, it's not about being smart it's about just doing the work like it's cool and, and, and it's like and it was a good feeling of coming home proud of your grades because i was always that kid where out of all my siblings, they will go get grades. And it was like, oh, Josh, what'd you get this year? <laughs> like, you know. But when I was coming home, and that's when, like, I was pressed to show my dad my grade. My dad was happy for me. And it ain't no better feeling when your parents are happy for you. Like, and that's when my last semester before um, that, my last semester at community college, I got a 4.0. And that's when I was I was really happy with myself. That's when, I, that's when I was like, you know what, I got this school thing on lock. But the whole time when I was in community college, I was training the whole time. It wasn't like I would just stop. I, I was still because I knew, like I said, I knew where I, I love football. But I told myself I needed like prepare myself. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this school thing. I'm gonna take the L right now and sacrifice football a little bit. I'm gonna train. I'm gonna train the whole time I'm in community college, and when the next opportunity comes, God gonna bring it. So I remember my last semester, um, my trainer was like, "Yeah, John, listen. You know, there's a thing called eligibility clock. You kind of gotta hurry up because it's like you're in a span where you still can go like D one, but you gotta like get back to uh, school." So I saw like, okay. What four you want me to apply to? He was like, no, 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 Josh, we gotta go to junior college. I was like, junior college. I was like, why? I was like, why? He was like, he was like, Josh, trust me, you have to rebuild that foundation of film and everything. Like you're you're two years out of the of high school, so you kind of got to re get that back. So I went to Nassau Community College in Long Island, New York. I, I was getting recruited by Lackawanna, Brooklyn ASA, ASA Brooklyn, and Nassau, and then I, you know just being a prayer for God, Nassau. Um, nassau was a school that you know it, like where god wanted me to go because in the crazy thing about it is out of all three of those jucos those two were Lackawanna and asa brooklyn were like scholarship jucos nassau was the one where it's like there's no scholarship it's like you come here off your financial aid you gotta find your own living find your own housing you really got fend for yourself and it was just and it was weird how like that was the best one for me to go to so now i'm stuck in a situation i was like god where? how i'm like how am i going to do this like like how am i going to do this but i just knew i had to go back and play football so um, Nassau recruited me, they liked me, and they brought me in. Um, they brought me in summer 2018, going to that fall, and then I went to Nassau. And then, um, my first year at Nassau was, was a struggle. I, I'm sorry, am I going ahead too far, or
0: no, um, no? I mean, this is because that's yeah, I mean, it's
1: a journey. Nobody knows, nobody really knows this, though. That's what I'm saying. Nobody really knows this part, they just see what's going on now. But, um, I, I went to summer 2018 to Nassau, and then my first year, I kind of struggled because. I came in with a, I got to, I got to get it back. I got to earn myself. I got to get it back. I got to get it back. But it was like, my. I had to, I had to remember, I had to like be easy on myself because it's like, bro, you were two years out of a team thing. So I had to get real acquainted with being the team player. I had to get real acquainted with just playing receiver again. Like it was one thing to train, but it's one thing to be in football, like mode training. So it was a big transition, knocking the rest off. And I mean, I was a good role play My I didn't start. I was a good role playing my first year. I had like two touchdowns my first year. But I played other role, like I said, role player, having to catch some games, just doing my job, whatever. So once once I was knocking that rush off that first year, I said, "All right, I'm back in my jam." That second year, I, I'm I'm about to go crazy. So I stayed up there for the first half. We had two summer sessions. I stayed up there the first half for um summer workouts. Um, a great guy. I love his guy to the day. We still talk. Coach Mike, he's my receiver coach at the time, and um and he was just like he saw potential in me when we first met. He was saying like. He was like, like you said, he's like, bro, he's like, oh, you play receiver? And then and then when they saw me move, they were saying, Oh, no, 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 no. This boy, yeah, he can play receiver. So and he was always on me that 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 summer, like, you gotta get it, like come on, like work, you gotta grind, da, da, da. just being out here, don't, don't expect nothing. Just come out here to work and watch the results. So I came out, I trusted it, came out there for the first half, they let me go to the second half because I was still from home, um, just to get money back up to come back the next year. And then that's when I had a summer. Then that's when I was wearing number 81. My first year, and that's when like we had camp and stuff like that. And going back to what I said, being counted out, um, it's all love though. It's no, it, like I said, I'm not hurt off nothing. Like um, I remember there was a news report, and I was, of course, everybody knew I was a starter the next year because I, I was I was with the ones that that's, that summer going to camp. And I'm not gonna say who, but there was a, there was a, a report that came and reported our, our national team and stuff like that. And it, he asked uh, the reporter asked one of the coach. I read the article. who said, "Oh, what player are you looking forward to?" to this year, da, 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 da And mind you, I had a great camp. I had a great, it, 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 he didn't mention my name once. And I remember I called my older sister Fave and I was crying cause I was like, bro, like how was like, I'm, I'm one of the farthest kids from the Juco working with my tail. Up. I had a great camp. He didn't mention me once. Like it kind of hurt though. Like, it, I know it hurt cause I'm like, bro, I don't have to, I can really say, I, I can really just go home and just and go to school around our area and just be a regular student. And that's still fine, but it kind of hurt. And that's when she told me, you know what, it's cool. Take that and run with it. You know where you're from. Back to the DMV mentality. You know where you're from. So that's when I had a great camp, and that's when going to the first year, um, uh, I was just recognized as one of the leaders on the team, and I, they had they gave me the number 81 jersey, and that's when I was just like, okay, cool, let's get it. And that's when my receiver coach came back and said, Josh, come here, and they, they awarded me the number one jersey. I wore number one. And that's when – like that and right there, it was God, and, and that's when I – I, I felt like God right there at that moment was saying like, no matter what they say, you will always be number one. That's how I took it. So I wore that number one like a like Superman. Like I wore it with pride. Like I told myself, bro, listen, you wearing one. This is the first time wearing one ever in your life. Earn, you gotta go crazy. So, and then it's like the first game I had little jitters I was playing, da-da-da-da. And then that's when I had a great, I had a first game I had like a hundred yards. Like no time, I had like six catches, of hundred yards, like whatever. And that's when, when I had that first hundred yards, I said, Oh yeah, I could do this. And that's when my, from my first year to my second year, I had got offensive MVP. I was number 12 Ju goal receiver in the country that year, 2019. Um, I was getting recruited crazy. I'm talking about schools were coming crazy. Like, it was just literally – I was witnessing God put in work. It, it felt good because, like, I tell people all the time, the ones who are – I tell people all the time, the ones who are counted out, be the best players low-key. It's just that the other people have the spotlight. They're good right now. But I'm telling you, the one – I personally believe the ones that struggle the most, the ones that – that go through the mental burden of playing this for the ones that I'm telling you, you pour into them, they'd be the best player. I'm telling you. So that's what happened. And then that's when I was going through my recruitment in December, 2019. It was a lot of school. I had my first offer to Morgan state, uh, Alabama state, Tennessee state. When I was getting those HBCU schools, I started getting like UMass. I started getting like uh, uh USF was, was calling me. South Alabama was calling me, but this is where things kind of went tricky. Uh, my eligibility because remember those years I was out so I was only left for one year of division one eligibility but I had two years of D2 so of course like and they were telling me uh legislative team they was telling me like for you because I knew my mom passed and the time I was home they were saying you can you you can apply for a hardship waiver to get that year back and da, 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 da. so I was trying to I was struggling trying to find a D1 school This listen this is what they're saying if you can just follow the pill for me we'll be straight we'll be green I can prove the obituary everything like, but schools were just weren't biting. Like schools weren't biting to the point. And then we went to the pandemic. So schools weren't biting. So I was like, okay, cool. I got more time to really try this out. So I was pushing on I was pushing. I was pushing, praying, praying, praying. Then I had the luxury. The luxury. I got a call from a school in Mississippi. It was Jackson State. I, I got a phone call from I got a call with Coach Flea. He's running by Coach of Jackson State. And he pretty much told me the plans of Deion Sanders before I even came out. Like, you know, he's said, like, keep it quiet. He said, our whole staff love you. We like you. But what's the problem? Why are you not signing right now? I told them what the problem was. They said, don't worry, we'll help you out. So now I got chills. I'm like, for one up, okay, look how God, I'm about to play with Dion. And then I'm about to be on that first team of Jackson State. Oh, it, it's it's great. I remember I celebrated my birthday December 8th of 2020. And that's when they told me, okay, NCAA approved us. We can we can give you, we can give you the offer, but we're gonna have to push the appeal when you get here. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's lit. So I was committed to Jackson City, but this part of me I was committed to Jackson State at first. And that was a buzz in itself. And just, you know, having that experience with Dion and him telling me that I'm a talented guy. We just got to just r- polish you up, but you really can go far. And just hearing that, like it's one thing when you tell yourself that all the time. But when you hear from a person like that, I'm like, yeah. I still have the scream according to my phone. To this day, he called me on FaceTime and he would tell me, he said, Listen, you're a time to God. Like, I want you, no matter what happens, just push. Keep pushing, keep working. So I was I was intrigued to play at Jackson State. So I was committed to Jackson State. And then when I, when I thought everything was cool and green and civil a denied the appeal, and that's when they gave me the option to, okay, you can either stay here for the one year and then transfer out again, or you can go D2 for two years. But they gave me the option. That's what they ever said. but they gave me the option to do it. But they kept it real with me. They were just saying, like, there's really no sense of investing time in you. When we have other receivers that's two, three years in the program, you only have this one spring season. So I understood. I, it hurt, though. I understood. So I remember I, I was left with that decision, crying, praying, and in my heart was just like, Josh, you got to go D2. Just just, just go D2. And I was really trying to fight against it, but I, thought, but I officially just left it and went D2. And that's when I, I knew a guy out in Florida that um, knew the receiver coach at Fort Hayes. 'Cause my, I told myself, okay, now that I know I can go D one, I couldn't go, I want to go to a good Division Two conference. I want to go to one of the top division two conferences. And that's when I was led to Fort Have State. And the, the MIAA, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, anybody want to tap in, a school, a conference that I'm telling you, a team that's one in six will try to beat you like the Alabama, MIAA is this conference for that. I I promise you. We have like a lot of schools that are great. I'm telling you, I love I love that conference only because, like I said, you can be like 5 and 0, and a team can be 1 and 4. But I promise you, BS if you want to. They will come in here, and, and, and that's what I love about the conference. So it, uh, it taught me. So eventually I signed with 4 Hayes. I trusted God on that. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to be transparent. Like on the plane going there, I was crying the whole time. Because I was like, yo, how come my life of all I earned to go fight to go D1 be right there, like right there? And I couldn't even really enjoy it. Now I have to go all the way to Hayes, Kansas. From D.C. to Hayes, Kansas, that's already a mission. So I was really tearing up, crying. And I told God, like, God, listen, I don't want to come here, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you on why you want me to come here. So I came, and, you know, they welcomed me with open arms. I really appreciate that community in Hayes, Kansas. They welcomed me with open arms, especially a kid from D.C. You don't get that every day. So they opened me with open arms. And even them, they saw it in me, too. They said, oh, 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 this kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. This kid? Um. yeah, he Yeah. He could be something special, like 6'3", twenty, twenty, he could run like that, Uh. and he could snap down like a 5'10 slot, Uh. yeah, I, like, he's good, so it was a situation where, you know, I had to uh, abide to the system of Four Hayes, and, you know, it was kind of rough when I first learned the system, but when I got the system, I had a good junior year, you know, had, uh, injuries would play a lot, too, because when I tell you about the MIAA, oh, we're going to grind. The one thing I can say about Four Hayes, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, anybody got Four Hayes on their list, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to grind. It, 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 my coach, Coach Brown, don't care about an ache, a strain, you could be broken angled. If you can walk, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna grind. So that's what like I can say about our school. We we grind it. We grinded. And like I gotta say it's a tough conference. So I am talking about there was games where I went for 148, 108, or you caught a one hand touchdown and still lost. Like you know that's how great the conference is. So I had a good junior year, especially if I wasn't really strong with the system. I had a good a good junior year. And then okay, so coming to my um my second year, my senior year, uh, it was kind of rough in the spring. I'll be honest, it was kind of rough only because, you know, just being transparent, like some, there was sometimes me and my coach didn't see eye to eye. Not because I was rude; it, it just he he was so militant on how he wants things done. It's just like sometimes when you do that, like the little thing wrong, he just he just goes overboard. You know what I'm saying? Still love though, love that man. But it's just a situation where I had a rough spring, and then coming into the summer, went to summer workout stuff like that. I, I had a hamstring strain. And everybody knows the receiver. Them hamstring strains, they're like – I call them ex-girlfriend. They come and go. But when they come, it's toxic. You know what I'm saying? So, I had the hamstring strain come into the first game, and then I was just dealing with that the whole season. So, my senior year kind of was limited. And then our team, uh, we had one of the top quarterbacks in D2, Chance Fuller. He tore his ACL. Our whole right side of our old line we averaged about – our size on, on the line, we averaged like 6'5 in, in height and average. Three of the guys on the right side – I mean, the left side – tour MCLs, tour ACLs. So we were at a disadvantage this year. So I, I, I turned the goal from personal to team goals. And I just became a leader in terms of just being a team player, pouring to other people that didn't pour into me when I was young. And then that's, and that's when, you know, we didn't have the season we wanted this year, But but where I'm at now, I knew God was in it the whole time. So I appreciate where I'm at
0: right now. You know, and if folks haven't caught on, the journey is not over. You declared for the twenty twenty three NFL draft. And you know, I have to ask you, everything you went through from leaving Shepherd, going community college, then going JUCO to try to get back into the game, thinking you're going D one and ended up in Kansas. Yeah. Did you change the journey for anything, knowing where you are today, preparing for the NFL draft?
1: No. I, I no, I, I personally like me me being familiar with the Bible, it's just like it's just like the story of Joseph, the pit to the palace. That's how I see it. The pit to the positive. Right, man. the pit to the positive, that's how I see it. So it's a situation where the last shall be first and the first shall be last. So I personally feel like because of what I've what I've learned this last season, to to really trust God in that storm. Because I did a lot of there was there was moments where I wanted I wanted to really quit, get this degree, go home. Cause I it just wasn't going the way I planned. I worked my tail off in the summer. I worked my tail off. I'm talking about working out twice a day, doing doing running sprints in the peak of the heat. Everybody in the summertime in Kansas. 1:30 to 2:30. That's when the sun is at the brightest point, and then it was a situation. It was a situation where I was to run extra sprints on that. I used to come when I came home. I'm working out three times a day with my, my receiver trainer and my speed trainer, and just a flexibility coach, just doing things because I told myself I know me as a player. Now that I'm comfortable with the system, I'm gonna take about force. And for that not to happen due to the straining, due to just personal stuff with the team, it, it, it hurt. And I'm gonna lie, it, it really hurt. So it was just a situation where. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I I, I didn't represent Fort Hayes the way I wanted to my senior year. I didn't. But at the same time, to be one of the guys that's featured in all these bowl games, to be one of the guys to even do an interview like this, I didn't think I was going to do that. I I didn't think I was going to do none of this. You know, so so for me to get to this point, I wouldn't change it for nothing because I knew it was all part of God's plan. And I feel like God was trying to teach me, like, no matter what they say about you, no matter what what it looks like, I have the final say. And look where I'm at right now. So I, I just give all the glory to God, honestly.
0: You know, you talked about you know not thinking you would be in this position. You did declare for the draft. You have gotten to participate in bowl games, and you got some more coming up. I mean, saw recently the Tropical Bowl is on the radar mm-hmm. now. So, talk mm-hmm. about what the emotions have been like declaring for the draft, being invited to the All Star game, showing out, and getting more invites. What's all that been like for you?
1: Speechless. Like, like it, it, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy, and 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 I, I think I think you're gonna feature one of my bros. Like his name is Jeremiah Nelson, you know, and and we went to the national together, so so even him, like like like, like I I have no words. Like I I literally got the invite yesterday. I don't have I don't have no words. I'm like, like what? Like like it, it, it's like of course it, of course it's like yeah I'm talented enough, but it's like respectfully, on the physical, I'm not supposed to be invited to this. I'm not. Like, I'm, just, I'm supposed to be in a situation where like, I get out of the mud again, got to get ready for a pro day, and hopefully the best through that way, but for me not to like, perform that way I'm performing the season due to like injury and it's personal of the team, and now I'm doing it on a bigger platform, God is awesome. God is awesome. Anybody that watches this video, I'm telling you, trust God with all your heart and lean out to your own understanding. I'm telling you, like, that verse. <laughs> Has taught me so much, like so much, and, and, and it's like it, it just, it just feels good. It just feels good. It feels earned. Everybody that knows me knows that it's been a long journey, and and, and like I said, and me, I understand this is only the beginning, you know and I'm saying we're wrapping up 2022. I feel like 2023 and all is gonna be greater. So I feel like only thing I can do, like I said, I just came out of the gym right now. Like only thing I gotta do is do my part on earth, and God gonna do the rest. That like that, that's been my swag right now. Like mentally, just. Um, as long as I do my part and be confident, God got it. So like it's, I'm just I'm just blessed, honestly. Like I'm a true testament of just resilience, perseverance, and believing in God. There's no trick behind it. It's hard though. There were days I was crying in the helmet at practice. There was days where I'm really shaking my because my, my physical wants to leave, but my heart is like, God, just stay, trust it. And, and I mean the reason why I get so surreal because I remember there's one practice where I really wanted to quit. I really wanted to quit. And I just told myself, man, if you'd have quit, you would never even Attempted to get this, attempted to get the, the the FCS national bowl. That's where it started. Cool. You might you might not get the tropical. You might not even be in front of a situation to have an agent or talk to agencies talking to you. So, like I said, God's plan is is, is great. His His ways are hard, and our ways and his thoughts are hard. And our thoughts. I just give Him all the glory. Honestly,
0: you know, and like we talked about, declaring for the draft. This is a good wide receiver class. You know, you talked about hamstring injuries, and as a Buckeye fan. Uh, We we had some hamstring injuries this year. Our wide receiver Jackson Smith, Jackson Smith, Mm -hmm. and that's a guy you're going up against in this year's draft class. So I want to ask you: You know, with all the big name receivers we've seen, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee recently declare. What separates you as a receiver from these other prospects in this year's class?
1: I mean, I'm beyond shooting. I wish all the guys in the draft the best from FBS to FCS to D two D three whatever. But the one thing about me. I've noticed from just my situation from, from from Youth League to Pop Warner to high school to junior college till now. I'm always last. I'm always last. Yeah, I may not I may not come in the same way you came in, but we're going to be in the same room when it's all said and done. I feel like, feel like at the same time, it's like, as you should. Jackson Smith, Ohio State, as you should. Jalen Hyatt, we saw your five touchdowns. As you should. You got Belenikoff, as you should. Uh, other receivers, as you should. But just know... I'm, I'm telling you, like, there's a saying that Stephon Diggs said, and that's another one here from DMV. When the smoke clear, we're going to see who lasts. So at the same time, because like look at Stephon Diggs now. He was a fifth round. Fifth round. You know what I'm saying? Didn't have a prominent college career the way he was at high school. I watched Stephon Diggs as a kid. You know, he's been – he's like, like what everybody see now, I've been seeing that since high school. He's been great. But he was a fifth rounder. You know what I'm saying? He could have been in a situation where he'd been on his Vikings when he first came, probably got cut, then he went this, went that. But nah. No. Because at the same time, us from the DMV, we just know. It don't matter about how we get there. we going to get there. When we get our foot in there, we're going to stay there. So, yeah, I, I, I don't one thing about, I don't worry about nobody by myself, but I just know from just how the pattern's been all my life. You know what I mean? You may get there faster than me. You may get there efficient, more efficient, but I'm a to laugh the same way as you. I'm telling you.
0: You know, and one thing that makes it or breaks it for a lot of guys with their NFL career is character. Off the field character, you know can ruin a career before it even starts. So if one of these 32 NFL teams brings you in that takes a shot on you, what are they getting from you as a person?
1: I feel, I feel like my man of faith, me being a man of faith, just, you know, and I'm not, I'm not one of the meta of that I just be like, oh, I pray to God. No, no, no. I have a real relationship with God. So I feel like just me naturally, like even if it's not the faith, like just me naturally, I'm a, like I'm a chill guy. Like I'm fun to be around. I'm funny. I make people laugh. But you know, it, it, like when they bring me in, it's gonna be a situation where it's like, okay, like eye test wise, oh, he looks the part for sure. But as a person, I'm, I'm a smiling, I'm, I'm, I'm cool, clean guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I guess I was raised well, be respectful to the elders, no matter if, you know, I, I, I've been called all sorts of names, but awkward all my life. But I never went back at him often, like, oh, da, da, da. I never was the type to do that. So just character wise, you, you're gonna get a, a, a professional before a professional. Just someone that's a gentleman someone that just respects their elders, someone that just, you know, of course I know when disrespect disrespect, but I just always do it the smart way. So you're going to get a a man of class. That's that's, that's the best thing I'm going to say, man of class for sure.
0: You know, and you've talked about your faith, you've talked about your family. And, you know, what people don't understand is when you go through the journey you've been through to get to where you are today, it takes a strong support system. So can you talk about how your faith and your support system have helped you along this journey and helped sustain you through all this?
1: (laughs) Just, I, I honestly, I think it, I think it's just what's built in me. If if you hear my dad's story of how he even got my mom from Nigeria to to America, um, it took him eight years to get my mom with, a, with a, trying to trying to get approved a of visa to get her up here. So I feel like the perseverance and resilience always because he could easily have been like after year three, like okay, this ain't about to work out. I'm about to to get a babe out here. But he he always persevered. He always pushed. I feel like with me, like, I feel like that was naturally in me. So it's like, when it comes to like me saying, I don't want to play football no more because this is going bad, like, like, I don't know. You're, you're kind of going to look weak in the household. Like, gosh, for real? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, that's not our vocabulary in the house. Like, you know, and then I have, and then me and my brother, the one that shared with Kayla, like we're mad close. And and, and honestly, I can just say just who they are as people. Like, I'm going to be real true, I don't care about like, what the, what the audience says or what the scouts says. I'm more so careful what my family say. So, I, like I said, I told my, I just told my little brother this morning, like, I just, I, I just want, when it's all said, I just want you to be proud of me. So, it's just a situation where my support system, we just, you know, we have our problems too, but at the same time, it's like our faith in God and just how far we've came as a family. I just feel like going through those trials with them brought us to this moment right here and everything to do. Like, my sister, Otis is a lawyer, Twins is an engineer, um, brothers at Syracuse, younger ones are, are playing uh, Division One ball U Penn. So, it's just a situation where it's like we all have this mentality of just like we're gonna keep going. And we all love each other. And if you're down, just talk to us, we're gonna get you back. You know what I'm saying? So I know when I'm down, I talk to my my brother at Syracuse because he just knows me very well. So I just feel like looking at them, I can never quit. I feel like just looking at them is already supporting itself, just looking at them. So that's 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 I feel like they, they're great. Like we're prayerful. Um, we can open up sometimes sometime. Open up and just see how we feel. And then we go, we, we just result to prayer. So I feel like the result, all right, my support with that has always been like great in its own way, in our own way. So
0: the support system is, I, I, I love it. I love it for sure. You know, and on this show, we one thing that we pride ourselves in is, you know, giving back to the younger generation and, you know, giving advice to high school athletes. You know, and I, I want to have you give a couple pieces of advice to a high school football player. I want to yeah. start by having you give advice to a kid who, you know, is down right now. Maybe their playing time's not going the way they thought. Maybe the recruiting process isn't going the way they thought. You know, maybe they were asked to switch positions and they're not happy about it. What would you yeah. tell a kid who is in a situation where the game of football is not going the way they thought it would for them? Honestly, this is the one thing I feel like I delayed my blessing a
1: little bit. You gotta be accountable. Be accountable. Be real with yourself. If you're out there really cooking, you're gonna play. So if you ain't playing. Like, really look yourself in the mirror. Like, like, like I know, like, sometimes coaches have favorites. But ask yourself, why is he favoring him? You know what I'm saying? Why? When we get into the game, what's he doing in the game? What are you doing in the game? You know? Like, but I kind of understand sometimes, like, coaches do. Like, I, I I don't care what nobody say Like, people can say. Da, 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 da. There are some good great coaches, and there are some bad coaches. I don't, I don't care what nobody says. So, at the same time, it's like, sometimes it's an unfortunate situation. You know what I'm saying? But I can just say like this. If you're – a because I was that kid, like, be accountable be real with yourself are you really doing what you need to do are you do are you really cooking are you really like snapping are you really like take, doing the little things right and then cool if you are doing that and uh, if you are doing that you can listen you can give your time that that you you can give yourself that time frame to you know stick it out see what happens it's like honestly it's okay like I feel like my pride was in a way too it's okay to go somewhere else you know what I'm saying I, I, like my pride was in a way I was like nah, I'm gonna finish it here I'm gonna do it here da, 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 da. But it's just like I could have probably went to another team, a team card part, poured into me and valued me, and I could have been played way better. So don't don't be afraid to be like, oh, I'm leaving because this ain't work out here. But that's life. And that's we say all the time. Stephon Diggs last year, the Vikings, was not going the way he wanted to. what he do? I mean, he could have still got out with his you know, own contract, but when it's time to go, okay, let's let's see other options. Now look at Stephon Diggs now and the Bills. He loves it. He loves his quarterback. I say so he did love it, but he love it. He, you can just tell his different aura is different. So it's OK. Another man's treasure, another man's treasure. So never be afraid to, to, to seek your options. But but first and foremost, you have to be real with yourself. Really see what you're doing, like really compare it. And it's OK. And if you, if you think you don't see it, go ask your coach. Your coach, listen, I'm not really playing like that. I don't know why. Is there, is there reasons why? Like it, it may hurt. Tell me what I'm doing that, that's hindering me. You feel me? I feel like like I said, as, as kids, we're not doing that. Like we're not asking the coach. We're just going to our friends, like, man, these coaches throwing me off. I hate them. And F this team, da-da-da-da. But nah, bro, ask the coach. Like he'll tell you. If tell you. Now, if it's a situation where, like I said, there are some bad coaches. Oh, I don't know, Josh figured it out. Okay, you gotta go. But at the same time, it's like, coach, like, why am I not playing? Is there can you give me the re- I need to get better on? He say he can you write you that list? You better tap into that. You know what I'm saying? You better tap into that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the one thing I could say about a kid who's just not in the playing time, who's not going to be accountable and work hard, like work hard. My work ethic compared to now in high school, no, doesn't even compare. Doesn't, I remember, doesn't even compare. I was the type of kid. I was doing one-on-ones all day with friends playing, but I wasn't really tapped into my skill set, what I need to do. So even though playing, doing one-on-ones is a good factor, but it's just like I, there's a lot I need to learn. So because I didn't – I ain't going to lie to you, I didn't start getting trained until the pandemic. But 2020 was my first year ever having a trainer to play receiver. So it's just, so it, even in that when I was at my you know p- prime or peak of my size and my age, there were things little things that I just was slipping and falling on that I just didn't know. And imagine if I would have had that back then, where I would have been now. So that, and that's another reason why I feel like I'm, uh, I'm 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 really a gem because it's like I haven't even I literally just started training. I don't there's things I still don't even know. Yeah, my mentality sometimes at receiver is okay. I know my size. I'm gonna watch film on, on that DB. I'm going to just work him. I'm going to just play physical, play hard. But I don't really be having the knowledge of, okay, when he hits me this sort of uh, squat this way, do this. Do I just thought learning that now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like a situation where that's why I feel like, like it's going to be very, very scary once, once I get the whole thing together. So that's just my advice. Just, you know, continue to work. If you're not a man of faith, I can't, like, force no religion. But if you do, or you do believe in God, continue to pray. But be accountable. Be real with yourself. Like, that that's the first thing. Be real with you. I feel like the moment you be real with yourself, things will start getting better for you.
0: You know, and sure. the second piece of advice I'd like to have you give is a little bit of off-the-field advice. You know, you talked about in the beginning where, you know, you have the D1 talent at first, but you didn't have the D1 grades. And a lot of times kids forget
1: mm, yeah. that when
0: you're going to college, grades matter. So if mm-hmm. you could talk to a kid, you know, you, you talked about when you put it together, you know, when you went to community college, you got that 4.0, the feeling, it felt like of like, Hey, this, like if I do the work, this, this isn't that bad. Man, like- it's
1: not uh, and creating a body. Like I know they say study, 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 like, bro, just do the work. Like I, I promise you, like I'm, I'm a cyber secu- I, I just graduated cybersecurity cyber cum laude, you know, like. I'm not gonna lie. You, I wasn't the best brainiac in that classroom. I wasn't. But at the same time, when it was an assignment, when it was a test, I studied When it was an assignment. I did it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, that's my, like, that's the one thing you got to do too. Cause uh, crazy about it is there was an the opportunity where even with my limited playing time in high school, I could have went D one off of potential. But then when the guys like saw my grade, he was very disappointed. He was like, well, this could have been in your break right here, but you didn't I, I, uh, take advantage of the little things. And he was telling me, I remember I was like 18, 17, 18. He was telling me, he said, On our football team, you got to take care of the little things. So I tell people all the time, cause I know people who are not as talented, but the grades was great. And they're at like at great schools playing football. And then they transition into a great player because they had the opportunity to be in that spotlight. So yeah, but be, yeah, before the be real and everything, make sure your grades are good. Like, and plus, Put the less stress on yourself in high school. Just have a good grade so you can be chilling. Like, like trust me, trying to play catch-up hurts. It's long, nobody wants to do it. I'm telling you, I don't want to be up all after night trying to do this makeup work and all this stuff, you know, like, and begging teachers to do this and do that. Like, no, just do it right the first time. Keep your grades up. And me, I'm never the one to say get all eight. I've never said that. Just be, I don't, want, I don't want to say just be eligible. Nah, give yourself that gap where you're eligible but it's like, okay, for example, if eligibility is like 2.3 and, and the max is 4.0, get like a 3.0. Just put yourself in that position where you can just chill. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes just chill. Like, give yourself that room. Like, okay, I'm not playing this week. They're throwing me off, but my grade is good. So when a school does come and God bless you, opportunity, it's going to come because your grades are good. Sometimes, sometimes school don't like, sometimes recruiters don't even care about how good you are. Let me see your grades real quick. Like, my brother, my, my youngest brother, goes to UPenn. You know what I'm saying? He was the uh, the leading corner in the city of his graduating year with nine picks. but even him told him, he said, hey, my brother graduated with 3.8 out of high school, and my coach told him, like, yeah, you're a great player. You can say, yeah, a lot of room for improvement, but your grades got the whole staff. 3.0, 3.8, and he's top DB in the top leading DB in the city? Yeah, we, we want him. You know what I'm saying? So, grades are very, very important. Just give yourself that room just to relax. Make it it, make it it make high school that much smoother. Trust.
0: You know, and Josh, last question I got for you. You know, we've heard about the type of person you are. We've heard what you bring yeah. on the field. And like we talked about, at the end of the day, the goal is that an NFL team takes a shot on you. So at the end of the day, why should one of these 32 NFL teams take a shot on you?
1: That's a great question. Because it's easy to say I'm 6'3", 220, I play receiver, why not? Like, it's easy to say that. But I personally feel like what I can do at this size is one factor. I feel like just just the overall package of a a professional, I feel like I fit every category. I honestly like, and, and this may sound cliche. Sometimes, listen, uh, taking a bet on me is probably the greatest decision you made. It, it, only because I just like, I just everything I've learned in my journey has taught me and pruned me to be like a great guy. So I I feel like you're not only getting a great player, you're gonna get a great person, a smart person too, an intelligent person that I can even probably teach. Important to other people, like because I've realized this life is really bigger than football, so I'm already on a type wave where I have plans of of, of doing things using my platform to benefit others. So I'm not, you're not, you're, you're getting an unselfish guy outside of football, too. So I just feel like an NFL team should take a chance on me only because like, I don't even have the word. It's, it's just a situation where diamond in the rough, man. I, I like, I, I don't really have a great account, like, I'm gonna really think about that, but. Uh, efforts to, to to really take me because it just not only that i'm talented not only i'm ta- it's just who i am as a person like you would just love to have me in the building like why not like okay cool like he's a great guy like gentle giant like he's a great guy you know he may be a savage on the field he may get in a fight in the field but he'll probably hug you off the field like just a great person Just a great guy just just someone who wants to work hard someone who just who really loves it someone who could have just Ben gave this up a long time ago, and, but just stuck it out. And it's like, like I said, I feel like my journey is, is should be the reason. You know, just, just being a man, just, just persevering and resilience. Because football is not easy. I mean, well, let me stop. The game is fun, but it's like what comes with it. The mental toughness, just the, like putting your, banging your body through it. And I play receiver. I'm big. Linebackers try to kill me all the time. City's trying to kill me all the time. I have to get used to that. But it's like I'm tough. It just, I feel like everything I went through in a different aspect prepared me for football. Where it's like, okay, dang, like this this corner may be on me a lot, but it's like I'm not I'm not gonna give it to him the game just because he thinks he got me on one play. Oh no, we are gonna score on you still, you know what I'm saying? So just a guy that just 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 gritty, just just never never satisfied, never like just never just I, just someone who just never never complacent too. It's, it's a lot of reasons, but I just personally feel like I'm the overall package, and I just feel like my ceiling is very high, I'm, and I'm nowhere near that. So my my biggest thing for our NFL team is. Um, just just you know, when you get me, just just be ready to pour into me. I'm I'm ready to learn, a sponge, and just be ready to be ready to see a great great talent come through your facility. So that's why our team's taking a shot on me for sure.
0: Josh, thank you so much for joining us today, man. It's been an absolute appreciate pleasure, it. and I've had a blast having you on, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it for sure, man. And folks, that's all we've got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.